Hi there. Welcome to the Art of Vocation podcast. Rather than start the podcast with the regular pre-recorded intro today, I'd like to start this episode with a quote from an essay by Wendell Berry. You can find the link in the show notes at artofvocation.com. It begins. There are, it seems, two muses, the muse of inspiration, who gives us inarticulate visions and desires, and the muse of realization, who returns again and again to say, it is yet more difficult than you thought. This is the muse of form. The first muse is the one mainly listened to in a cheap energy civilization in which economic health depends on the assumption that everything desirable lies easily within reach of anyone. To hear the second muse, one must move outside the cheap energy enclosure. It is the willingness to hear the second muse that keeps us cheerful in our work. To hear only the first is to live in the bitterness of disappointment. Welcome to the sixth episode of Art of Vocation. Hi, it's good to have you here. In this episode, we speak with Jessica Olin, founder of the unique and beautiful paper suitcase baby gift, Flickala. In this interview, we'll discuss how Jessica got started, how she found her first 1,000 Instagram followers, and what kind of advice she'd give to anybody starting an online business. If you've ever thought it might be fun to start your own company or to make some income on the side by starting an online business, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Jessica's very honest about how she got started, the disappointments and struggles she has faced, and she goes into specifics about how she's been able to get things steadily moving forward over the last six months. It's not every day that you get to have a 45-minute conversation with an entrepreneur at the newborn stage of her business. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Jessica Olin. Now let's get to it. I have in studio with me today, Jessica Olin, or as is pronounced in Sweden, Elaine, but here in Utah, it's Olin. Uh, welcome to Utah, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you here. Thanks. Jessica is the founder and creator of Flickala.com. That's kind of like Flickr, but remove the R and put in an O-L-A, so Flickola.com. Uh, the premier website, the only place to buy cardboard baby suitcase gifts with baby stuff inside. So today we're going to talk about how uh, Jessica got the idea for the company, how she got set up, um, what what gave her this crazy idea to actually become an entrepreneur at all. Um, so let's let's dive in. Uh, welcome Jessica, welcome to Art of Vocation. Thank you. Um, so Flickola, what is it? How did you come up with the idea? Why are you even doing it? Right. So I think we kind of have to go back to how I ended up in Utah. Okay. For that story. It's, it starts there. All <laughs> it right. It starts there, yeah. So I moved here about six months ago oh. from Spain, okay. where me and my husband have been living for five years. So it's pretty much the same here in Spain. Yeah. It's, you know, food, climate, <laughs> you know, exactly the same. It's yeah. no difference. I, get, I hear that a lot. Yeah. So that was hard. It was a transition. And, you know, initially we decided that we would go to the East Coast. Okay. I just want to kind of maintain my lifestyle of living in a metropolitan area. Yeah, big city, 
taking public transit. Right. The food, the museums, also the closeness to Europe, you know. Right. Just a little hop over the water. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, naturally we ended up in Utah. (laughs) And (laughs) How did that happen? Did he say, oh, gosh, so our flight actually (laughs) is going to Utah. Yeah. So that was tricky. I was angry for a while, I have to admit. No, but he got, my husband got a good job here in Utah, and so we figured, you know what, okay, we're going to, you know, give it a try. Yeah. And so we're here. And, yeah, and so, you know, he started working 16-hour shifts. Wow. And I figured, you know, is this really the way that Americans do it? Yeah. You know, I work eight hours in Europe, and I think that's a lot. (laughs) And so did he. And so I wasn't really used to the whole idea of going into work, Staying till you know twelve right. p.m. or twelve a.m. and I just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to do it, and I was kind of sad and mopey, and it was like I just want to go home. You know, this is not the place for me. And then I figured, you know, I can either mope or I can actually try and do something really cool with my time here that I probably couldn't do if I was still in Spain. Right. So I decided I would start a company. An wow. online company. Okay. Was my idea. Okay. So I've been working for different online companies in the past, mm-hmm. and I have some experience, and I thought, you know, this would be perfect. So what were you doing before that? So like, I was a marketing manager for a phone company in for Spain. A phone company, okay. Right. So I was handling all of their online website, their advertising towards international clients, and... So you kind of knew how to get traffic to a site. Right. Like yeah, okay. at least cool. I thought I did. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, that would be a good transition, you know, into something, you know, in Utah that was online, but that was my own. Right, yeah. And so the reason why I started a baby box company was kind of an accident. Uh-huh. I was invited to all these baby showers all of a sudden, and I'm not used to that. Right, welcome to Utah. Yeah, <laughs> and so and it was fun, but I had never been to a baby shower before. I didn't know how they worked. We don't really Yeah, do they don't it. shower babies. No. no, and that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, do we get undressed? Like, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> and so... Uh, what a disappointment. <laughs> I know. I brought my bathing suit. And um, so, you know, I noticed that all these women would buy gifts, either from a registry or like visit different stores, Mm. put all these items into a gift bag, throw some tissue paper on there. Tissue paper is important. Yeah, it seems to be very important. It makes it feel like a gift. Right. It covers the, what's inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then we just give it to the pregnant mom. And I kind of thought that it was a little lame, a little boring, (laughs) and not very personable. And when we give gifts in Europe, we put a lot of time into packaging. Mm-hmm. We like to make it look good because we don't give a lot of gifts. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but we do. We, it's not very common. You can't afford it in Europe. <laughs> right. We don't have jobs. So, we don't. so when we do give a gift, you know, we, we put a lot of time into the packaging. You know, there is something about that, though. You, you know, just going to Europe and, and it just seems like all along at least northern Europe, the, the, the presentation... Mm-hmm. Presentation accounts for so much of everything. Yes. Right? It's not about <clears throat> quantity. It's about quality of presentation. And it, it's almost like, okay, we're going to have this great thing inside, but but we have to make the outside look 
right. just as just as good. Yeah, and you 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 can see that when you enter a home mm-hmm. in the north of, of well, Europe, mm-hmm. Sweden. Um, we put a lot of time into our homes, into you know what we wear. It's just how we present ourselves. It's you know we spend a lot of time in our houses because the weather is you know the weather is pretty bad. Yeah. Right. And so so you know so I think we've kind of grown up just paying attention to details yeah. and making things feel you know nice and homey and comfortable and pretty and I think it's just a part of who we are. Yeah. And so I noticed this and I thought you know I can make a really cool idea out of this. I can make these gift bags in a much more fun way, in a more personable way. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I would make a upscale, high-end gift box. Okay. So there's a lot of boxes out there. You know, there's the birch box for yeah, women. Yeah, they've got birch box for men too, I think. They do, they do now, yeah. It's more expensive. It is, mm-hmm. it, is it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. There's birch box. And, and there's Bloom, there's, there's a lot of different subscription boxes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that you actually throw the box away, you know? Yeah, it's true. Unless you're a hoarder. Right. Which I sometimes am. Here's my little keyboard I box. do see Those some Apple boxes. boxes. <laughs> and then like Amazon boxes. I yeah. I'm going to need them. Yeah, sometime. someday, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to do something fun and useful. Something that the baby could actually keep as a keepsake. You could oh, actually right. put it in the nursery and have it as a part of the decor. Yeah. That makes sense. It works as yeah. like a little decoration. Okay, right. so when did this box become a suitcase? Yeah, so I I love to travel. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of suitcases Especially in my now, house. probably. Yes, so I have tables in my house made out of suitcases. Okay. Oh, and you can cool. ask my friends. I go to DI a lot uh-huh. and just collect suitcases. <laughs> and so I think... DI is something they don't have in Europe. They don't, no. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. That's the best thing about Utah. <laughs> Great. We'll, we'll write that down. So um, so I think that the suitcase theme came up pretty early. I see. Okay. When I was planning this box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I added a leather handle. Oh, that's leather. Cool. Yes. It's made out of leather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I customized and printed um, vintage stickers. Oh, cool. So, you know, on old Did you design cases, those stickers? I or? did, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So, you so know, you're a designer, too. Well, not really. I, I try. I mean, judging <laughs> by, like, the brand identity and, and the stuff you have in here, I'd say you could qualify as a legit designer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So, you designed all of this yourself. <clears throat> yourself. I did. What do you, you use? Photoshop, Illustrator, and yeah, I, I use, Illustrator. use Illustrator. I had a little bit of help just on the actual image mm-hmm. part. And I think Fiverr is a really good source oh, yeah. for that. Okay. And it's not five bucks as a lot of people think. Right. But it's, you know, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. And so I had, you know, a girl, you know, I said, I, said, I, I want a baby. And so she, she drew a baby for me. But then the rest <laughs> a drawing of, of a baby. Okay, right. got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want a baby. Can you make me one? <laughs> No, so um, so I had a little bit of help on the image yeah. part, but then I, I put everything together myself. Cool. So yeah, so you know. So you designed you, the suitcase. You put the leather handles on. Mm-hmm. You got you got the you designed stickers. Yep. Um, and and this was all just were you looking at things for inspiration or 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 was it? 
Yeah, so you know, Pinterest is a really good source for inspiration. Yeah, right. And so there's a lot of vintage suitcases and pictures of suitcases on there. Mm -hmm. And I saw like all these wonderful places like, you know, Berlin and, and the Ritz Hotel and you know, all these old vintage, incredibly beautiful um, stickers that you would see on an old vintage suitcase. Right, yeah. And I wanted to do that, but for babies. Right. Like it. Yeah, and so I. People never put stickers on their suitcases. These they days. don't, and that's a shame. I that like that. A shame. I mean, that's another business idea. Of, of yeah. Stickers for your suitcase. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, so we've got stickers for baby suitcases. So you, right. you put those on. I put those on. Add a leather handle. Okay. And I also add some ribbons, and also added a vintage travel tag. So if you go back to the 50s, they would always put a little tag on there when you traveled. And they would say your name on there. It would say, you know, the airport that you're oh, traveling right, to. Yeah. And so I figured, you know what? I'm going to customize this. So mm -hmm. for every baby, I'm going to add the airport and the state. So if you're born, you know, in L.A. Mm -hmm. or New York, it would say JFK, New York. So you get, so these are customized then to the recipient. Right, yeah. Okay. Cool. So I thought that was kind of a cool yeah, idea. I like it. Personable and customized. I mean, each baby. I mean, even with the stickers, you could, <laughs> you you. I know you didn't come on for business ideas, um, but uh, James Altucher does it on this <laughs> podcast. So what the hell? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you could you could have you could keep selling some of those stickers for like little different achievements along the baby's journey of life. Yeah. Right. It's like first saying mama. First time using the toilet. You know, whatever those little achievements. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> um, so, so, all right. So, so you've got the tag, you've got the stickers, mm -hmm. you've got the box. Mm -hmm. Then what? And then what? So the box is nothing without what goes inside. Right. So I started contacting all these um, brands, basically. Um, and did I really you just wanted... call them? How do you contact a brand? So I, I did some research and I saw what was popular, what was out there. Mm -hmm. And I started contacting them, started emailing them, um, started calling. Do you calling. just email like their info address? I think, you know, it's a work? really good thing to actually know a person. So if you go on LinkedIn, for example, and you mm -hmm. Google the company and you Google, you know, office manager or brand representative, marketing manager, it usually shows up. And you right. can actually have a name okay. associated with that mm -hmm. um, that company, mm -hmm. and that's what I did. Okay. So I did contact a specific. Person. Would you contact them through LinkedIn? I did. Okay. Also. I see. So I would try to find their email, and if I didn't, I would just find them on LinkedIn. Uh -huh. Instagram is an awesome way of contacting companies as well. Right. There okay. is a private. Like just following their following their Instagram right. and then doing direct message right. through Instagram. Yes, and saying, hey, I would love to collaborate. Do you have an email or a person that I could contact? And they usually answer, you know, within an hour. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, so I do recommend doing that. That's That was and a And so when way. you talk to those people, then what would you ask them? What was your What was your end goal with that? So I was pretty honest and upfront from the beginning. I said, you know what, I'm really small. I cannot have a huge minimum order. <laughs> right. You know, I can't order, you know, 500 onesies. Yeah. You know, I don't have the storage. Not I, yet. I don't know right. if they'll be able to sell. <clears throat> so I did target, you know, smaller collections, mm -hmm. smaller companies that would let me do a smaller minimum order. Mm -hmm. 
and just went with it. And I was so you ordered the products then. Mm-hmm. You have you have some inventory. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And made sure that you know, the turnaround town town time. Sorry, if I do need to order more, mm-hmm. is you know, one to two weeks. I see. So okay. I wouldn't have to wait too long. Right. And do they set you up in in situations like these? Do they they give you a wholesale price? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing as long as you're buying, the minimums. Right. Which which hopefully are fairly low. And do they do they set you up like? I'm guessing you have to be a business. Did you incorporate before you started all of this, or did you? When did you become an actual business? Right. Along this path. So I I did that right after I designed the box. You designed the box first, and mm-hmm. then you're like, "Yep, this is going to happen." Yes. So okay. I did. You do have to have a tax number mm-hmm. usually yeah. um, to order wholesale. Wholesale, and so I did that, and that was very helpful. So as long as you can show that you have it, yeah, they don't really care. They don't care. You They're know, just like okay, you exist. You're legit. <laughs> You're legit. Here you business. go. You can give us money. Yeah. I see. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. So I had my inventory, had my box. Okay. Then when does the website happen? Right. So I was, you know, um, a little silly, I think, now <laughs> okay. looking back. Because um, I, I used launch. I mean, you've, you've created a whole business in six months, yeah. right? You've created a product, <laughs> stickers, you, you've got relationships with other uh, companies, all, and, and you've built a website all within six months. Right. Which is, I, I think, a really like good speed doing this on your own. Thank you. So anyway, I don't know if you can call it silly, but go on. You were silly <laughs> in, in what way? I was silly because I was focusing a lot on what I already thought that I knew. Uh-huh. So I said, you know, I'm going to create this website. I know exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what people are going to want. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually going out there and approaching mothers or pregnant women on the street even, and you're saying, hey, what would you want? Would you like to pack your own suitcase with your own items? Or would you like it to be a finished bundle that you buy online right? and you get delivered to your house? Right. And so I kind of did it the wrong way. Well, yeah, but I mean, here in Utah, we have what's called the handcart mentality. And, and this, is, this is, you see, when the pioneers were crossing the plains, most people would buy an ox and have it pull the cart. Yeah. But not the, not the Mormons. They would buy a handcart and push it themselves. And this <laughs> mentality has continued in this state for over a hundred years of just like, I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so maybe it's out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, but, but, so it doesn't surprise me that here in Utah, at least. People so I'm not alone. Like, no. Okay. No. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. But looking back, you know. Sure. And that's so I mean, I, I, I have, I have an unpopular belief that people don't actually know what they want when you ask them mm-hmm. and they don't really know what they pay for right. they think they know mm-hmm. and so they'll tell you but but making your decisions based off of that is also hard it is because it is. because it's like people will tell you what sounds good mm-hmm. but really like there's no guarantees that that's going to right. you know right. them to sales anyway so but- so you started though with saying hey look we, we've got everything. You get the suitcase, you get your items, and we'll ship it 
right to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And you know, something that I'm happy that I didn't do, mm-hmm. um, and this is a tip to everyone, like don't go all in, pay for, you know, an awesome website that's, you know, $5,000, right. and then have to go back and correct it and do right. it over again. Yeah. So start small. Seriously, start Your first small. website is always, always going to change. Yeah. And I already know, like, I have so many things on my website. So where I did you, how, like how did you start? Where did you, where, where, where did you build your website? So I did went. Did you hire someone? I didn't. No, okay. I didn't. And that was, um, just because I'm cheap, I, I wanted to do it myself. And I knew that, you know, I was going to have to do it over again. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to do a lot of redos. Right. change things depending on what people tell me yeah. the feedback that I get right because I'm not gonna get it right yeah and I, don't, I think very few people do get it right and, and it's a good that's that's a good thing to realize a lot of people go oh I have this idea and as soon as I get a website like the masses will come right but your first year or two or three is as much experimentation it is. to figure out what what's really going to connect with people right, right? Yeah. as it is as it is, oh, you know, taking in orders. Right, yeah. Okay. So, so, so what's your advice for somebody that <clears throat> uh, also doesn't have a lot of money and they want to stay small, but they don't know how to build a website? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of resources resources out there. Mm-hmm. And I think Utah's a great community mm-hmm. for starting a business because there's so much help to get. Um, but I think if you're starting an online business and you don't know how to program, you don't know HTML, or you know whatever I think is starting small starting with Squarespace okay where you can build your own website that do your hosting right um, did you use Squarespace I used big commerce big commerce yes okay. and the reason why I use them is because they have a lot of product options mm-hmm. and drop-down menus I see so I have a lot of items that are um, personalized did you need to use a lot of HTML I didn't no and you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos also that you can, you know, mm-hmm. look at right. and get tips and kind of do it yourself. Yeah. If it's not, you know, too big of a project. Right. And so you just, you know, moving the logo. Yeah. You know. Right. Things like that, things like or that. just kind of remodeling the pictures and things like that. It's pretty, pretty easy and straightforward. Yeah. If you just watch a few videos. Did you have a launch date? Did you? How did you plan for all of this as you were going along? Were you, are, are you a list maker? Mm-hmm. Did you have things out on a calendar? Or, or did you just kind of, okay, I'm done with the box. Next step is the website. And it just takes however long it takes. Right. So something that's been really useful for me, because I'm not organized. I am the least organized person you'll ever meet. My house <laughs> is a disaster. I start something and I don't finish it and <laughs> and that's just me. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. And so I did something that I'm really happy that I did. I contacted Sustainable Startups. Oh. That is here downtown uh-huh. in Salt Lake. Right. And they have a cohort, a workshop type uh, program where you can sign up and they kind of guide you. And you go there and there's a group of people that are also doing their startups mm-hmm. and you do management reports. So you meet with people, do, do, do they charge you for this? So it's a very small fee. Uh-huh. So it's like a three month program that I did. I see. So I went there. Do you there. apply to get into the program? Then? You do. Okay. You do, yeah. 
But, you know, if you just want some tips on, you know, how to get started, it's a great place to just go and, you know, schedule an appointment um, with either Ian or Robert, who are the founders. Right. And they give so many good tips and such good feedback. And so I do recommend doing something like that. But as I was saying, the management reports has been a really good thing for me. It's a weekly plan Uh where you write down, you know, the progress that you've made and what you're planning to do for your next week. I see. And also the milestones that you're planning on. So for me, it was really important to get my website up. Mm -hmm. And I set a date to, you know, the end of March. Um, It was important for me to get my social media going. Mm -hmm. And I was going to reach a thousand followers by the end of April. How's that? How, how's that going so far? Good. I actually crossed that line. So you did I, already. Already, it's only yeah. April fourteenth. Yes. You've already got a thousand followers. I have a thousand thirty something. So I'm really happy about that. So how I, can can you talk about your strategy, your Instagram strategy? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you will not be able to get followers unless you put time into it. Okay. And that's something that I realized. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, you know, I'm just going to put up a photo every three days, put a few hashtags on there, and you know, kind of see what happens, and right. then, you know, it'll yeah. start growing. No, it doesn't happen that way. You have to really work on it. What? How? Okay. So, what kinds of tasks does this work entail? Right. So, um, I take. I try to take very good photos. I okay. do, and I try to figure out. Do what... you use like a fancy camera? I do have a Canon that mm-hmm. I use, okay. um, but I do use Photoshop also for mm-hmm. editing these pictures. Okay. And I found that if I put about you know one to two hours a week to taking photos and editing them, right. I have a whole week's worth of material. Okay. So how often do you post? Every day. You post every day, mm-hmm. and then how do people find? And, and I'm guessing you use hashtags. I do. Um, and and then how? How are people finding you? Are you commenting on other users or what? Yeah. What 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 else are you doing? Yeah. So you know, I think a really good thing to do is to look at what other companies are doing mm-hmm. in your industry. Okay. So I was visiting, you know, freshly picked. It's really big here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Kind of seeing what kind of hashtags they were using, what kind of pictures they were using. They do a lot of inspirational quotes. Um, a lot of baby pictures Mm -hmm. and so I thought you know I need to focus on these things and started kind of copying it basically yeah in a smaller scale of course right and hashtags are so important they're so important so why why is that just talk a little bit about why hashtags are important because hashtags are important because that's the way people find you okay so somebody that's searching for give me an example of some hashtags you use so I so a rule is that if you do post a picture, you want to use pretty generic hashtags. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I use a lot of motherhood. I use a lot of baby bumps, okay. pregnancy, um, baby shower gifts. Right. Um, it's also important to use hashtags in your area, I have found. So I put Salt Lake City on there. I put Utah on there. Utah's rad on I there. See. So the people that are actually in your city mm-hmm. are able to find you. Right. And there's a lot of people going through pictures, you know, from Salt Lake City. Yeah. And then kind of looking and see what's going on in the city. Right. So that's been very helpful. So that's my tip. Use a lot of hashtags. I see. Okay. But then, you know, there's also the part where you start commenting mm-hmm. and kind of getting engaged with people in your niche kind of segment of the industry. 
So my okay. demographics is, you know, mothers mm-hmm. or expecting females, right. couples. Right. And basically, I would just use more personal hashtags for that to find these women. So I would use, you know, my baby, for example. I see. So you'll search my baby. You'll find a lady that's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then you'll comment on her post, right. one of her posts, be like, cute. So I found that if I do say cute, um, it doesn't really work. Right. Because people... Just, like, people, brands are doing that all the time. I just know. like, oh, look at me. I put a random word on your in your exactly. feed, right? And okay. they might think that it's a bot. Yeah. So I've found that as personal... So if you do put a comment that's cute, people might think that you're a bot and mm-hmm. they're not going to respond to you. But right. if you do put something a little more personal where they see that you've actually visited their feed Mm -hmm. and take an interest and you say that's a really cute jacket or you're so close hang in there you're gonna have your baby soon exciting they actually get back to me and say hey thank you and I'm a lot more likely to get a follow from Uh, that than from me saying hey cute you know heart on there right so I I do that sounds like that takes a lot of time it does yeah so when I started so I started about seven weeks ago and with my Instagram, okay. and I put probably around two to three hours a day. A day. Yes. So are you? I mean, you who is allegedly not that organized, do you have a specific time of day then that you that you do it? I do, yeah. But you do have to be flexible. You have to understand and know at what time your demographic is going to be on. Oh, so timing is is important. It is. Okay. Yeah. And so when do you do it? When do you do it? So I do it usually midday. Um, there's a lot of pregnant women who seem to be on, you know, around lunchtime. Right. Um, I also do it late at night because that seems to be a time where oh. women, you know, mm-hmm. women are breastfeeding. They're with their little babies and they right. don't have anything to do. And so I usually do it around noon and then also around 8 o'clock. I see. 8 or 9. Okay. Has been good hours for me. But it also, it, it depends. It yeah. depends on the industry. Who you're trying to reach. Right. So you really have to be adaptable. Right. And kind of figure out your schedule. That's great. But you, how do you keep up with that? I mean, do you, do you have a little task list? Do you use that calendar method where you cross off each day that you do it? Or, or how do, how do you use that discipline to actually take time to do the Instagram? Yeah. So I do, um, I think also when you're motivated, if it's your own company, you're very motivated to make it work. Yeah. Because there's no one else who's going to do it. Right. You know, you're on your own. Right. In my case, at least, yeah. I'm on my own. Right. And so Instagram has been a really huge part of my company, and it's been very important for me. I see. And I'm, I'm, I'm just starting out, so yeah. I haven't reached the milestones that I hope that I've does reached. It, does it feel weird when it's like, okay, got to get to work today, got to, now I'll cruise Instagram yeah oh yes it, it does and you know I had I had a very different lifestyle a couple months ago I had a job mm-hmm. I had routines <laughs> someone was expecting things for me yeah. and they would say hey have you finished this right and I would get a paycheck right. <laughs> at the end of the day uh, those yes. yes and so sometimes you know I ask myself what am I doing mm-hmm. is this gonna work am I just wasting you know 20 hours a week on something that's not going to help me right. whatsoever. Yeah. But you know what? I've learned so much. 
and it has worked it has proven to work and I think you just kind of have to try it you have to try different things yeah and figure out if it works or if it doesn't but you're not gonna know unless you try how do you know even after you try like how do you know when you've sunk enough time into it but it's not it's it's not going it's, it's not taking you there like how, how do you know that difference between oh I just need to stick at it versus nope this is the wrong direction yeah Change. I think it's a gut feeling I think if you have a clear mission of what you want to achieve, mm-hmm. you will have a feeling of what you need to do yeah. and what is going to be a distraction. Right. So in my case, you know, I got into a few stores actually mm-hmm. that are selling my boxes offline. Oh, great. Baby stores. Are they selling? Are they selling just the box, or is it is it filled? So I do both. Okay. Um, I sell the box and the inside in one store and then I've sold just the box and had the stores Do you want to mention the stores? Yeah, no, sure, yeah. Um, I'm selling a few boxes at 4 and 20 Sailors up on Foothill. Okay. And then there's this really cute area called the Gardener Village in Murray. Right. So I'm selling a few there at a store called Spoiled Rotten. So if people want to see them in person, they could go there. Yeah, definitely. they can also order them online and have them sent. Yes. Okay. So I have just realized that that's probably not going to be the way that I should go. Stores? Yes. Okay. Um, at least not right now because mm-hmm. it's not, it's just, it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling that it's not going to be as profitable as um, right, selling as it online because I'm, I'm promoting other people's products yeah. also. Right. It's something that's really important to understand yeah. in my case. And so I think I need to stick with the online. Now, why? I mean, I, I understand that Utah is sort of what got you into the baby business mm-hmm. because there's so many here. <clears throat> but um, but because you are an online company, is there any reason to stay focused on Utah? Or is this something, I mean, I mean presumably people in LA and New York and Chicago eventually move to the suburbs and have kids yeah right um and i would think that they would love something like this right um is that what what's what's your plan that way yeah so i i think i focused on utah um because i think it's a great market here Mm -hmm. and i think you know word of mouth is so important for a business and contacts are so important for a business right. and Utah is such a small community that if I would want to collaborate with a blogger mm-hmm. or um, you know a company right it would be fairly easy yeah and that way I would spread right because people talk they do and if they That's do like true. your product they will recommend it yeah we've and we've got some pretty big bloggers here yes big as an audience not as in their size Right. Right. No, they have a big, big audience and they do great, great things here in Utah. And, you know, and motherhood here is very important. So so you're focusing your outreach in in something fairly, fairly local, but but knowing that we've got enough here that that really the word can. Yeah. Can spread. Yeah. And the, the benefit of being online is that, you know, people can find me anywhere right I've had people you know from Spain contact me and you know hey I want a box and you know shipping is an issue right now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm pretty small so it's not gonna be very profitable 
but you know, I have a lot of people, mm-hmm. even from New York, as you mentioned, California, that visit my website and are interested in my products. So I think online definitely is a way to to spread it. Mm-hmm. I I just want to do both. I want to do local. I want to be here. I want to go to markets, right. um, expos. I want the. Have you to... gone to any yet? Are you planning on going to? I am going to. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I'm going to do two markets now um, in the spring. It's going to be great because I haven't really been exposed to a lot, like big masses of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what, what markets great. are you going to do? Um, so there's this market called the Salt and Honey Market. It's a crafts market that is going to be on um, at the end of April. Okay. Where? It's going to be there. It's here in Salt Lake downtown. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to do one called All About Baby. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's a pretty big expo. It's on the seventh of May. Oh. So I'm gonna be there. Where is that? Uh, I believe it's in Sandy. Okay. Yeah. All I'm really baby. bad with locations still. <laughs> I don't know anything. It about, takes a while. <laughs> it does. I'm still bad at locations. Yeah. Um. So, and what will your success metrics be for, for, for those shows? So I I I've already decided what my mindset is gonna be. Um, I don't want it to be about sales. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a pushy salesperson who's just there to kind of make a, you know, sell all my stuff. Right. I want to get feedback. I want to connect with people. It's so hard when you're new somewhere and you don't have the network yeah. that a lot of other startups do have right. when they've grown up somewhere. Well, I mean, you can even grow up in an area, though, and still not have that right. network, right? right? It's like all of a sudden, oh, I'm starting a business, and it's like, oh, that's good. I have to get out there. <laughs> yeah, but it is easier because you do have a lot of family usually. Right. You to have, you know, big families. Yeah, for sure. And, and so boards. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's like built in here. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be good. These connections and a lot of good feedback on what they like and what they dislike. And so that will help me improve my product. How, um, how expensive is is doing something like that this like if there's if there's somebody out there that's thinking of starting a business um you know how much how much should they plan i i i think that a lot of times people think oh okay well i'll start a business and as soon as i'm live it's just going to pay for itself mm-hmm. i'll just sell products and and then i have enough margin built in that i'll you know be able to buy more supplies and right. do more marketing What's the reality, though? The reality is that it's going to be slow. I mean, if you're not, you know, an amazing company that does something very innovative that people want right Right. off the bat. But it's going to be slow. And I think people have to really realize that it's going to take a while to actually make a living off of something. It might even take years, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be prepared for that. And I wasn't. I was exactly the same. Oh, oh, you I were. thought, you know what? I'm going to start it. I'm going to get so much traffic and in three months. I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to live off of this. And yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You have to put so much time into it. You have to build it and it's going to take time. So I do recommend, you know, don't quit what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't quit your daytime don't job. Don't quit your day job. Yes. But maybe cut back on the hours. So I just started working as a marketing consultant on the side, and it's going to be awesome. Just, just you know, for my sanity also. Yeah. You get so isolated just doing this day in and day out, and not seeing the results that you want to to be able to live off of it. Right. So if you do have something on the side, you're able to 
have some income coming in, mm-hmm. um, buy the supply that you need to kind of keep keep it going. Right, exactly. Yeah, and start small. Yeah. That's my suggestion is start small. Don't buy too much inventory if you are in the retail industry. Mm-hmm. Um, have enough mm-hmm. for a couple of boxes or stores or whatever you want, and then buy more if you need to. But don't overdo it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons learned. Yeah. Um, and are you still involved with sustainable startups? I am, yeah. I try to go there a lot. They have a lot of co-sharing spaces mm-hmm. there. And it's been great just to, to get out of the house. Um, as I said, it's very isolating. It can be very depressing to start a company. Especially when it's just you, Yeah. Right? You don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. No one to give you feedback. No one to tell you, hey, good job. Keep going. Right. You know? Right. So yeah. it's important that you have that support. Is there, are there, are there low days? I mean, are there days that that you that you do just question everything? And on if there are, how do you snap out of it? So I would say that every day, <laughs> okay. I have at least an hour mm-hmm. where I'm just, what am I doing? I have days when I just wake up in the morning and I just don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get up and kind of get going. Yeah. Because it's so hard, like to have, to be alone, right? And not have anyone be, have anyone say, "Hey, you know, we have to do this right now. Right. You have to get it done." Right. And this is when, it, this is what's gonna, you know, lead you to the next step. Because right. you don't know. You don't. And. And people don't talk about that a lot. They don't. You, they you don't. just you see these successes out there, and it's yeah. like, oh, they were just driven, and they just made it happen. Yeah. And and it's like, the reality is. It's trial and error. It's just going at it and just keep going and just keep trying. Mm-hmm. So when I do have days like that, I, I try to meditate. Mm-hmm. I've helped, it's helped me a lot, just breathing exercises. What kind, just, of, what kind of meditate, um, breathing exercises? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I usually do breathing exercises where I do relaxation. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of have moments raised and completely at ease. And I can kind of see clearly what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Writing lists are incredibly important. Um, just having a management report where you know what you're going to do this week. Mm-hmm. You need to get it done. Right. And it's awesome if so you have So it sounds a... like accountability partners mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. I totally think that people should have someone that are there that can read your report and say, did you do this? Mm-hmm. Did you finish this? How did it go? Right. You know, and even if it's someone that's not in the country, even if it's someone, you know from you know wherever just have them read it and say did you finish how did it go keep going and that helps that that does help a lot i wonder if you could create a business of (laughs) of that of accountability partners it's like yeah (laughs) i mean i guess you could go to coach.me they might have something like that but um but it, it is it is sort of that thing where yeah. you get into this you get into business by yourself so that you can do things the way you want to and create the world the way you want it to look and and have all of that control. But at the same time, you 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 have to answer to someone. Otherwise, otherwise you you can just slide. Yeah. Right. You can just push things off. Yeah. Till the and next it, week and you get I know, and it's not about you being lazy either. It's about it's just you just need someone to push you sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really hard to be motivated all the time. It is. And that's something else that I don't know how often it's talked about, but is is that 
motivation comes in waves. Um, and, and there are going to be days where you face mental resistance, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, I've talked to a number of people on this podcast where, you know, everybody faces it. And, and if you don't have a routine or you don't have somebody that you have to answer to or you don't have some process set in, it, it can act like quicksand yeah. on those low days. Right. And, um, and it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. But I've found that, you know, if you just keep going a little bit more, mm-hmm. you usually hit something that is going to kind of spike your motivation. Right. Even if it's just an email from someone saying, hey, I love your products, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or um, just a message for someone or someone inviting you to an event or actually making a sale right. or a store approaching you saying, hey, can we get your products right. into our stores? Yeah. And so you do reach certain moments along the way that are mm-hmm. going to sp- motivate you and kind of give you that push to keep going. Just right. a couple more days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And that wouldn't happen if you weren't out there, right? It wouldn't happen if you weren't building your Instagram and signing up for shows and getting involved in, you know, community stuff. Yeah. Right? You have to at least, you have to at least show up. You do. Yeah. So I do recommend just getting out of your house and just doing stuff. So so how much time then, if somebody is a mom, um, full-time mom, or somebody has a full-time job, um, is it still realistic that they could start their own online company? I believe so. And I think, you know, a lot of moms... They do use Etsy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably know what it is. It's like an online platform, kind of like Amazon, but you yeah. for handmade crafts. And I do think it's possible. Can that be a business? I mean, um, are are people able to create a brand through there? I I guess there's this there's this thought of gosh, the world's so big and everybody's going to do it. So why should I even try? Right. Um, but then there's then there's stories, right? Like yours. It's like, look, you spend two hours a day on Instagram and you have a thousand followers after seven weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, you you choose a platform and, and you do it and, and you can find customers, you can grow a business. Like mm-hmm. the message is I think you can. It's not like there's guarantees, but there's there almost is this I don't know. I don't know that you can call it a guarantee, but it's like if you do put in the time, and it may feel inefficient and it may feel uh, frustrating, but you will see some results. Is that? Yeah. No, definitely. But I think it's also the time that you put into it. You need to find the time, even if it's on the weekends, even if it's you know an hour after you put your babies down, you know, to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to find the time and you need to do it. And it's going to take you longer probably if you do work full time. Right. But there are ways of doing it. And as I mentioned, Etsy is great if you're doing crafts mm-hmm. and you don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, starting a website, you know, doing it on the weekends. Um, and if you're working, you probably know a lot of people so you can talk about it at work. Right. And try to get customers that way. So you just kind of have to build on it. You know, um, mm-hmm. might take longer than you expect, but then you know, probably one day you're gonna be able to quit your job. And have you always seen yourself as an entrepreneur? Like, 
is is this the path that you saw for yourself? I know Utah wasn't the path that you saw for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but what you know, ten years down the path, and you sell Flickola, What what next? I mean, you love to travel, but um, what is it? What else are, uh, are are you identifying with? Right. I just you know I grew up in a very small city in the north of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, we have four hours of sunlight. <laughs> Daylight, mm-hmm. sorry, daylight. I don't know that I could handle During the that. winter. And, you know, my mom is from Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. My dad is Swedish. So I always grew up being different. Okay. You know, and mm-hmm. I've always pushed myself a little extra, I think, because of that. It's trying to kind of prove myself in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of followed me my entire life. And so I think I've always had that in me that I want to go the extra mile. I want to do something differently and mm-hmm. I want to prove myself. Right. And I think that's honestly what's led me into this. Um, yeah, entrepreneurship's a great place. Yeah, for and I actually like heard that. that a lot of people that do start a company do it because they have some kind of issue. <laughs> <laughs> they have some kind of issue with themselves. Like they need they need to prove something, right. or you know, need to get over something. And I I honestly think that's it. Like I got into it because I need to prove something wow. to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing it. You're doing great. Yeah, thank you. I'm trying. Um, the website is flickola.com. Uh, Instagram, are you at flickola? Is yes. On there? It's flickola underscore box. Okay. On there. And I'll, I'll put these also into the show notes. Uh, anywhere else that people uh, can find you? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do see my boxes um, in a store, you can always go up you know, to Foothill or down to Gardner Village now. And I will be there. My boxes will be there. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I, I think it's it's always exciting to see you know someone actually like taking that jump and, and doing it and sticking with it. Thank you. And um, so, uh, thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thanks.